You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or... You can call me Carl, and here on True Way Gaming, we answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. And I did want to apologize that I didn't release an episode last week. Um, as you know, or I mentioned in previous episodes, that I was at Texas um, literally the week before Christmas. I came back on, on the, the 20th of December. And then last week, um, you know, when I got back, there were just some plans that that uh, came up with the family, you know, celebrating Christmas together and and um, all that good stuff. Amen. So um, literally, I didn't have time last week to make an episode. Uh, so I decided that this week or, you know, uh, I was going to put last week's episode into this one. And also, you know, this week's, which is going to be the last episode of 2021, which, oh boy, I almost cried. It's <laughs> just saying that just now. Uh, 2021, uh, it's a lot to look back to and, um, I'm reflect on that in a few moments and, uh, praise God. Yeah. It's, it's been an awesome year. And so I hope you guys had a wonderful, a blessed Christmas, praise God, um, and, and, or Hanukkah, praise God, wherever you celebrate, you know, uh, with your families, uh, especially, you know, what's, what's happening with the world, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, I had somebody tell me once like, man, like, you know, I don't like the holidays and, 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 you know, I don't like, you know, Christmas because, you know, every day we should give to our families, you know, every day, you know, we should be celebrating, you know, praise God. And, you know, I, I do understand that point, but I always tell that person, uh, or recently I had a conversation with a person, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I get it, but, you know, it's, it's, life gets so busy, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, they, they get caught up with life or, you know, they get caught up in their jobs. And it's really cool that the nation, you know, um, reserves these holidays and allows people to take off from the job or off, you know, whatever they're doing in their life and, and dedicate that time to their family. Because not everyone, you know, takes every day to get, you know, to bless their family or go see their family. You know, there's literally people that see, their parents like literally once a year, which is crazy to me or two times a year, etc. So it's really awesome. I, I love the fact that we have holidays like Thanksgiving, you know, and Christmas, uh, one, one Christmas to celebrate, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, my Lord and savior, um, to celebrate him. And then also just, again, the, the, the nation recognizes, you know, Hey, there's the holidays. We're going to celebrate with my, or with our families, you know, everyone in the nation is going to take a break, you know? So I always appreciated holidays and seeing it from that perspective. And I think a lot of people don't, but anyway, so yeah, with that being said, <laughs> so yeah. And also, so I mean, I said so twice, <laughs> but yeah, I came back from my trip to Texas. It was amazing, amazing experience. I would even say life-changing. And what's really awesome is that, um, you know, I'm, I was, I went to, so two things here. One, to visit. I've never been to Texas, which is awesome. Um, I've never been to Texas before. 
And I haven't traveled in a long time. I think the last time I traveled, if you consider it's a long time, you know, currently it's 2021. And the last time I traveled, I remember it was 2016, I do believe, uh, to North Carolina. And But what was amazing about this trip is that I got to meet my best friends for the first time. Now, I know you're probably thinking, like, what? what are you talking about? You met your best friend? How, you, how can you call the best friends? You've never met them. <laughs> well, um, I have a couple of best friends. Amen. Shout out to Tony. Uh, but for the first time, I got to meet my twins. You know, I got to meet uh, my Xbox Live friends. Uh, I had her here on the show, Shark Bay, a.k.a. Caroline, and her brother, Davey. They're, they're twins. Um, and so, you know, I knew them for five years over Xbox. You know, we... Um, you know, spend a lot of time together and stuff. Uh, but again, we never met in person. So this year, I actually got to fly over there and go meet my best friends. And oh my goodness, such a an amazing time, you know, like praise God. Like it's such, oh my goodness, just I held back a lot of tears, you know. And in my private time, I was like, yeah, you know, it's so beautiful to be here, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but so not only I got to meet them, had the blessing of meeting them the first time, but I also got to celebrate them because they made an amazing accomplishment. They, um, they both graduated from college. So I also got the blessing and the honor to fly over there uh, to Texas and actually got to celebrate them with their family. Uh, so it was amazing, you know, the first time they're meeting me in person, you know, and I got the honor and a blessing to celebrate them with their family and friends. And oh my goodness, such a life changing experience. So, you know, Caroline and, and, and um, you know, uh, Mandalorian Blue, aka, uh, you know, Mando, not playing <laughs> Davy, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, I love you guys so very much. Amen. And the world, you know, the, the world, the, you know, needs to celebrate you guys. You know, you guys are, are a tremendous blessing on this earth, you know? Praise God and and, and love y'all both. God bless you. And when I also went over there to Texas, I also got to go over there with Wallcrawler. Right? Wallcrawler also went, okay, uh, Tony. And we also went over there with a secret objective. And that secret objective is we went hunting for a specific game. Because we had a few days, we you know, I stood over there for like uh, 10 days or so. And, we, you know, we had some time uh, in between those days to, you know, sort of see, you know, Texas. And I was hunting over there for a specific game. I already have this game, but particularly I was looking for this game for Tony. He was looking with me. We were looking for that um, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand for the Xbox 360. As you know, earlier in November for Xbox 20th anniversary, they announced uh, over 76 games backwards compatible um, currently for the Xbox uh, family of consoles, Xbox One and, and um, Xbox Series X. You get, you know, the 360 games and original Xbox games you could play. New editions, in other words. And one of those games is 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. Now... The power of backwards compatibility. <laughs> One of the effects of backwards compatibility is when a game becomes backwards compatible. Uh, you know, obviously they closed down the, the program for now, but every game pretty much that they release on the backwards compatibility uh, program, and if it doesn't, if, if for whatever reason Microsoft can't sell the game digitally, a hard, a physical copy is the only way to get the game, and the price for that game skyrockets. Unfortunately, 50 Cent Blood of the Sand is one of them. A matter of fact, as of to date, 50 Cent Blood of the Sand 
I do believe is the most expensive Xbox 360 game on the market right now, which is crazy to think about. If you look at eBay, people are selling it anywhere from, I think the cheapest I found it was 90 bucks uh, for a complete copy. Anywhere from 90, literally to like 250 bucks, anywhere from that range. And the majority is above 150 bucks. So that's crazy. And if you were to look at eBay and, and look at listings that were actually sold, people are legit spending 150 bucks and, and up for the game. It's crazy to think about. So, you know, I'm blessed and I got the game years ago. You know, I'm a big fan of the game. I like 50 cent games. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. And, um, yeah, so I managed to get my hands on a complete copy of that years ago. Uh, but now, you know, that game, to be honest, because of the 50 cent name, I would have never thought that it would be backwards compatible. I never thought it. Um, so what a big surprise, you know, on that one. And, um, yeah, so now, you know, so in other words, we went to Texas and we visit a bookstore that sells video games. It was, it was an awesome bookstore we got to visit called Half Price Books. And, oh my goodness, the prices for books are amazing. There's there's books there, like, if you're looking for, like, college books, for example, that, I don't know, for for example, uh, I think it was one example, uh, there was a college book that um, a friend was looking for, it was like 90 bucks, for example, right, on the market. But in the half-price bookstore, they were selling it for, like, $30, you know? Um, and, and also, uh, there you go, and another friend was looking at a, a sports magazine, right, that, 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 that sports magazine, or, or rather that book, uh, it shows stats of like NBA players and stuff. Um, I do believe it was like, was it? I think it was also $90 at retail value. Um, uh, but a friend found it at that bookstore for like 20 bucks. And a person was like, Am I seeing this for real? Like, like they were in denial, <laughs> you know? And yeah, I went there myself and I also found like, um, yeah, books that like, like because they sell comic books, they sell novels, they sell board games they sell video games it's an awesome store they have an amazing catalog um there was even they even sell movies so there was even some blu-ray movies that i found and i was like oh snap what it's only ten dollars and really you know brand new they're selling for like 40 you know or 30 dollars and i'm talking about like series um like even the dc movie films you know like ten dollars but really in the market it's like 30 bucks and they have some good deals like literally for 16 bucks i got 16 dollars i could have walked away with like four movies i got walked away with the whole uh uh, the, the born, the, the born series, you know, Jason Bourne, And yeah, I love the movies. So it was awesome. That bookstore. So I also picked up, uh, actually is a card game. One of my favorites of all time called the mind. Um, it's like a $20, um, at target stuff. I picked it up for six bucks there, or I think $5 actually, um, which is an amazing buy. Um, but they also sold, you know, 360, PS3, 3DS games, etc. They had a little section of games. It wasn't a lot there, um, but it was, I think, a good collection. Um, so I picked up a couple of games. Again, I was looking for 50 Cent Blood and Sand. Unfortunately, they did not sell it there. Um, one, one price, one game uh, that I thought, okay, they sold too much for was Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Um, I understand the Spider-Man name, anything with a Spider-Man price, you know, name tag, um, you know, goes up in value. Um, but yeah, they were selling for like 20 bucks. I do believe to my, at least to my knowledge, the last time I looked on eBay, I could definitely, I could buy that for cheaper than, than 20, 
I think it was like twenty five ninety nine um, at that bookstore. But everything else they were selling there, um, I picked up. For example, uh, 007 GoldenEye Remastered. I already had the game, but they had it in the store in mint condition with the booklet. Uh, the disc was in really great condition. Um, they were selling it there for just six dollars, and that game is rare. You can't buy that anymore uh, digitally. Um, only physical, and again, there's I do believe not a lot of copies out in the wild, and it was something for six bucks. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely picking this up. <laughs> you know, I get a second copy, um, and then also purchased uh, Call of War Res, uh, Bond of Blood. I already have that game, uh, but I wanted to get that for a friend, so um, yeah, I got it for like eight dollars there. Uh, it's it's at the right price, um, but it was amazing though that even though I didn't find Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand there, there were selling two games in particular that. You know, I felt like Scooby-Doo. I was like, like I was, it was crazy. And so two of those games, one of them was um, Fire Emblem, um, Flame, Radiant of Flame, I think it is. Um, I do believe I'm pronouncing, hopefully I'm pronouncing the name right. I think it's Radiant of Flame. Uh, you can look it up, Fire Emblem for Nintendo Wii. And that game, uh, I, I didn't check before the show, I should have... Uh, check the the price again, uh, you know, before I I made this uh, broadcast. But on that day, I looked it up immediately on price starting the uh, price starting dot com, and on the market that game used again just just I do believe just the disc is over uh one hundred and like twenty something dollars a complete copy of the game. So with the booklet, the disc which they had it at the bookstore, that game is over a hundred and like sixty dollars. And I'm just like, oh, snap. And then the bookstore, they were only selling it for $70. So I was like, oh, snap. Like, if I had the money, I didn't have the money. I had, I was on a budget there, you know, because, again, I was there for a different reason. And, you know, we had plans uh, to do a few things. But, man, if I had the money, I would have jumped on it real quick. Because, again, the condition was mint, guys. It was mint condition. I'm talking about the booklet. I'm talking about the disc. I'm talking. It was in mint condition. And I was just like, oh, snap. You know, they were selling it for $70. And the second game that's also very rare was for Nintendo GameCube. Um, even though they have a Wii U HD uh, version of the game, I guess. Uh, but, you know, the GameCube version is still rare. Um, was The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Now, on the market value, I do believe that game is like... I checked it there. It was like... Um, I mean, I think it was like $80 or $90. Um, but the bookstore, they were selling it for 40. So I'm just like, oh, and again, it had the booklet, all the little instruction, uh, manual thing, the little advertisement, the, the disc, everything was mint, the case and everything was mint. And they were selling it for 40 bucks. And on the retail market, again, that's, it's, uh, like $90 or 80. And I was just like, oh snap. Like I was going crazy and I felt, I felt bad. You know, I felt bad. I didn't have the money. I'm like, oh man, I got to. I got a budget better, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was an amazing trip. In other words, I really love that store. Uh, God willing, when I go back to Texas, uh, I got to go back. Um, I definitely plan to visit that store again. And then I also checked two GameStops um, that were there, two GameStops. I just wanted to look around and see if they have 50 cent blood in the sand. Um, it was really cool because the, the store that I went to, the one GameStop location, they get Xbox Series X's uh, restocks every Wednesday, which is crazy. Um, and, and I know the reason why, cause I think, um, yeah, I do believe GameStop's headquarters or their main warehouse is located in Texas. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense that GameStop gets it frequently. 
So, yeah, it, it was it was awesome to to know that I already have one. Praise God! But I was like, oh man, if I didn't, that's it's awesome. Um, yeah. And so we went to two GameStop locations. Unfortunately, GameStop I don't know the two locations and other one, other ones. I know for the pandemic, they stopped taking in trade ins. Right? They started taking trade ins now, uh, but. When they stopped taking in trade-ins, a lot of 360 games and PS3 games they didn't take in because they were old, um, you know, because you know germs or whatever like that. So I'm not sure. I mean, they're they're now setting those trade-ins back, and unfortunately, they have a like a lot of GameStops have a small collection of 360 games, PS3, etc. You know, um, which is sad to see. Like I'm talking about like minimal that you could take a picture of the whole collection, and it's only like two small shelves <laughs> of 360 games. So I asked if they had 50 Cent Blood of Sand, and unfortunately the gentleman told me no. Um, and then the other one too, and like, no. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, and there was other game stores, but they were out of the area. And um, again, the you know, like every day we had stuff planned. So it was, it was like literally going out of our way if we went to the stores and uh, try to see if, you know, they have the game in those locations. So, in other words, we ended up abandoning the search. <laughs> um, but it was still an amazing experience to see those stores in Texas. And again, I can't wait to um, yeah, go back. And again, I just had the time of my life over there. You know, uh, I got to meet people. Oh, another thing. Um, I got to meet another friend over there, a close friend of mine that I knew for. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think it's again, I think five years ago, I met her on Xbox and um, you know, I got to go to Texas and see her again for the first time. Um, of course, you know, we always kept in communication and stuff, you know, um, you know, online and, um, yeah. And, and, but I got to see her in person again. I got to meet her in person and that's, uh, princess Kyrie shout out, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, it, it was such an, uh, a blessing. I nearly cried. You know, I nearly cried. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, because again, she she's also a very very close friend to me, and I got to meet her out there. And we, the best part is, me and the crew and her, we went to Dave and Buster's, and we had a blessed time. We had a blessed time over there, and um, it was amazing too. Because I wanted to go to Dave and Buster's for years. I think back in 2018, um, I saw that, uh, or it was announced that um, that Time Crisis Five and House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. Uh, they were Dave and Buster exclusives. Now I think, uh, you know, fast forwarding today, I think now they're not exclusive to Dave and Buster's anymore. You, you know, the select arcades have them. Um, but man, Dave and Buster's I went to, they had House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn there, and you know they had Time Crisis Five, which was amazing. I, I love those games so much. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I was trying to say. So I know, like, I I think the last episode that I posted like two weeks ago, um, I was sharing about my experience. The thing is I used my Bluetooth headset and the room that I was in had a fan on. And so I didn't have my, my setup. I didn't have my equipment, you know, like right now I'm using like audacity, you know, to clear up the audio and stuff. Like I didn't have any of this there. Um, and also forgot my login password as well. So in other words, I used the app to, uh, record and, yeah, it sounded horrible. It sounded so horrible. So, you know, in other words, I wanted to quickly summarize the last episode of True Way Gaming. And, um, yeah, I went to Dave & Buster's. 
I got to play, like I mentioned, House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn, and Time Crisis 5. Also got to play some other games. I got to play um, a Tomb Raider arcade game, which I forgot existed, um, which was, you know, I wanted to like that game. Uh, but to be honest, I really didn't. Uh, it was missing some stuff. Uh, like, I, you know, the guns were cool that you, actually to reload, you don't shoot off the screen or anything. You don't um, press a button per se. You 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 actually cock the gun back in order to reload. And the thing, the problem with that game is that you could shoot an enemy. Literally, it takes them like six six shots to die in one enemy. And literally, there was a point in the game where all like you know it's four players cooperative and all four of us were shooting one guy and he just stood there oh e ah ah like literally i could make a beatbox beat of him he <laughs> just just standing there it felt like 20 seconds i promise you 20 seconds you know like he just it was just so weird i'm like yo just die dude you know <laughs> and um yeah and it's just weird also too like when when a character when somebody shoots uh an enemy um their body highlights of that player's color so for example i was player two and i think my color was green uh or i was player three my bad my my my, uh, my my color was green so when you when i shoot an enemy it lights up green and then the orange player will shoot and then the character turns orange it's so weird it's so weird um there was no um feedback on the gun there was no um recoil so when i shot it just felt weird um and you know, to be honest, I wanted to like that game, but the enemies had way too much health. You had way, what was it, a little bit of bullets. And it just, it just overall didn't feel fun to play. I mean, it was fun playing with my friends, of course. We laughed and we had a blessed time. We really did. But like, let's say if I were to play the game by myself, it was my least favorite gun rail shooter I ever played, uh, to be honest. Uh, time Crisis 5, I had to rate it, uh, again, between 1 to 10. I would rate that game literally uh, a 9. I, I literally rate that a nine. House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn, um, a nine out of ten. Um, also, I got to play The Walking Dead. Oh, well, the Tomb Raider. I'll give it honestly a six point five out of ten. It, it was not. It, it was. It was. I. Right. It was. I won't be honest with myself. I, I think I'll give it like a five point five. Actually, five point five. Um, it was fun playing it with friends, but really, it wasn't a good experience for me. They could have done better. Um, you play it on a massive screen. It was a DPI screen, I think. But yeah. But anyway, um, I got to play The Walking Dead, uh, gun rail shooter. It was awesome because the it's a it's a gun rail shooter. So you use a crossbow, and you know it's it's a mounted crossbow. And what's cool is that it was a semi-auto crossbow. So in the game, you had eight shots. And how you reload was um, the actual gun that you used to to play the game. Uh, the replica of a crossbow i had a, a little um lever to the side of the crossbow so you actually literally cock it back uh, to reload and it just felt so satisfying it felt well built and the best part is there was recoil so shooting literally in that game like literally me and uh uh curie we were just like you know literally blasting like we literally light up zombies we shoot like 10 arrows and one zombie's eyeball you know quickly reload and we're just blasting everyone it was so much fun it was it was at a blessed time that game i will also give to be honest because how action-packed it was how fun it felt the graphics were good the presentation and everything i have to give that game literally a nine out of ten as well um for me for me it felt like a a, a great walking dead game like i felt like i was in the uh the walking dead universe and and um the voice acting actually was really good as well so a matter of fact i'll give it a 9.5 out of 10 
Um, that, that's that's my personal opinion, of course. Um, I got to play this 4D horror game as well um, with, with Curie. That was really good. Um, I liked about it because it was, again, it was 4D. So, for example, um, it was it wasn't scary. It was it wasn't scary. It was a gun real shooter. It was cool. In the game, you pick up a Uzi, um, right? Or MP7, I think it was. That's some machine gun. It's weird that you pick up a, a, a MP7 submachine gun in the game, uh, but the gun that you actually use to to play the game with, um, you know, you know, we're playing, we were stationed. Uh, is actually a thing where you you go in. It's an arcade machine that you go in and you sit down, and uh, there's the, it, it looks like a cannon. It looks like a replica of a cannon of some sort. So, to me, it looks like we have a cannon. Uh, but in the game, you're using an MP7 submachine gun. So to me, it felt a little, it was a little weird. Um, but the reason why, and I can understand the reason why they did that, because a part of the experience was that the gun that you use to play the game, uh, the replica um, station gun that you play um, using the game, is supposed to detect your heartbeat. There's two metal sensors on the handle itself, and it detects your heart rate. So, um, yeah, it was funny. Like me, I think my heart rate was like 73 um, but you know, I played with Curie, her, her, her joint shot up to like 98, <laughs> you know, um, it, it wasn't really scary at all. It wasn't scary, but what was cool about the 4d experience was when a zombie opened a door or, or a monster slammed open a door, uh, there was actually a wind chamber inside the, the arcade cabinet that would shoot at you, actually shoot air at you. So it was really cool. It was, that aspect was cool. And I would like to see more, uh 4d experiences in the arcade um experience in, in, in the arcade market um because it really added to the immersion but the only thing is you know the gunplay was cool the zombies again they had a lot of health the monsters had a lot a lot of health um to me where it felt like there were bullet sponges um so i understand you know i, I like to enemies to have some resistance absolutely but literally for one enemy it felt like it took maybe 15 to 20 seconds to kill one enemy and then you have like five enemies on screen you have to shoot um also how the game works is when when uh, both players aim at a specific spot you do more damage so even with that it took a while for zombies to die um and again it didn't it wasn't all that scary i appreciate what they're doing i was still like if, if they sold that in home like you know, let's say on a Series X, for example, if they sold, and I don't know why companies are not doing this no more, but uh, if they sold, like, you know, if they bundled it with a gun con, for example, for the Series X or something, I, I would buy that. Because it, it was definitely, you know, it was alright. It could have been better. I would rate that game, to be honest, uh, 7.5 out of 10. Um, that The horror 4D experience game. And, um, oh, I also got to play this Gunrail Shooter, where... The game, it takes place, or it puts you in an elevator. So literally in every level, you begin an elevator and you end by going into an elevator. Um, and you're going underground, pretty much, because there's so much levels in the game. And it's a gun row shooter. It was cool. So um, one of their guns were a little bit broken because one gun had a recoil, I should say, and the other gun didn't. It looked like somebody broke it. Um, so yeah, but it, you, you light up everything in sight. To me, I was laughing because the... The enemy's animations when they run to you and try to hit you, it was a little funny to me. Um, in a sense, they kind of looked cute the way they were running. Uh, <laughs> and But it was cool. It was a lot of enemies. You just, it was literally just shoot them up. You light up everything in sight. Um, and it was a fun experience. I, that game, I would give... 
um, as well. Maybe because I had the gun that didn't have recoil. I'll give that game honestly a eight. I, it, it was it was a great game. It, it was fun. Um, I would love to play that definitely if they ever made it. You know, for for home. Um, and then I also got to play which, to me, besides time well time crisis and and House of the Dead was my favorite game. But um, there those two hands they they stood out to me. Um, but I also got to play Halo Fireteam Raven. Um, that was an experience. That was awesome. It was four players, all uh, co-op. I do believe there was two 4K um HDR screens together. Um, they were they were massive. They were huge. Um, it, it was really really huge. The the screens, um, and the graphics were just gorgeous. I was like, man, I want this TV. I want these this setup. In my house, you know, because it was gorgeous. It was the OLED display as well. So, again, colors really popped um, in that game. And it was also cool because you got to use uh, the guns, that you, the, the replica of guns that you get to use um, in the arcade. Uh, they, they were sort of like the Halo Reach turret um, replica. And they had recoil. They light up when you shoot. And they felt it just felt fun just just used like turning and, and shooting everything in sight and it was honestly a fun co-op experience and we actually beat in it we actually beat in it me um you know tony and also uh Kyrie. um we also got to play with, with caroline uh caroline she was there as well and yeah we just had a fun just shooting up everything in sight we actually beat the game um the ending made me sad oh it made me so sad but yeah that game honestly i have to give it a nine out of ten I have to give it a 9 out of 10. It was an outstanding experience. And uh, yeah, I played other games too. There was axe throwing. There was um, there was Mario Kart racing cabinets. There, there was other arcade stuff. It, it was it was just an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. Uh, they had a Transformers gun rail shooter. I didn't get to play that. I got to watch actually Curie and uh, uh, Sharkbait <laughs> um, playing that game, which was really fun. You know, uh, Mark the Tron, like Bumblebee. You know, it was fun. Uh, it was it was fun to watch, and yeah, and and we also got to drink free water. <laughs> oh, that was also fun. We also got to eat pizza there. I don't know why everything there was spicy, um, but I loved it. Um, it was awesome. It was honestly one of the best times of my life. You know, uh, I got to meet literally my best friends, and we got to hang out at Damon Buster's. Uh, I'll treasure that forever in my heart. Um, and and yeah, and we, you know, we got to do other things as well over there. Um, literally the, the food in Texas, oh my goodness, guys, everything is bigger in Texas. Everything is delicious. Like literally it was no joke, you know, like went to a restaurant, I say, I would like a barbecue, uh, pork sandwich. You know, they literally went to the back and killed the cattle and dragged in it. Not playing. They never did that. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I actually went to, um, went to eat at this barbecue place. Oh my goodness. The pork sandwiches were amazing. The chicken, it was amazing stuff and just so many other stuff that has Spanish names that I can't really pronounce. Um, please forgive me. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, Frito pie. Oh my goodness. That was, that was, oh my goodness. That was capturing. That was, that was life changing. I love that. I'm going to miss that so much. I mean, I already do to be honest and yeah. So, but overall, and again, and we celebrated the, the graduation over there and, I met so much people at the party. It was just an amazing, amazing time. Um, it was awesome. Um, 
Oh, and we also got to like watch The Greatest Showman on a projected screen on the side of the house. Oh, it was so much fun. We sang along to it. It was an amazing time. Oh my goodness. And yeah, that's how um that's how my trip was. It was literally life changing. Food over there was amazing. And you know, looking back not only at the trip, but I also want to take this moment now to look back at some of the games that uh that I got to uh, experience this year, you know, um, I got to <clears throat> literally experience a, a whole bunch of games. So, like, you know, I have so much games in my collection, but there's also a lot of games, to be honest, that I have not beaten. <laughs> but, you know, like I, I would say literally about about summertime. All right. At the, at the end of summer, I was like, you know what? I want to take time to beat my back catalog. You know, because it got to a point where, praise the Lord, um, that I will, that I would, you know, get a game, play it once, maybe twice, and then something else came out. I go, oh, I, mean, I want to get that game, and I play that, and then the game that I was first playing, I forgot. But there was a lot of games that I'm proud of myself. I got to finish. Um, one of them off the bat, I remember was Rage Two. I remember I had that for my birthday. I forgot what year it came out. Uh, I think it came out not twenty. I think it came out 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Rage 2, I, I got to, um, you know, I started that. And for a while, I have not beaten it. <clears throat> and, man, people were saying, oh, yeah, you could beat it in six hours. It was short. To me, it was not six hours. I think it took me legit like 12 hours to beat. <laughs> it took me 12 hours. <clears throat> but because me, I, I was doing everything as well. I was doing all the side quests. And, you know, I love doing that for a game. And with that game, I was hunting down faults. And I was also, um, you know, and un- hunting down the powers that you get in the game. That game is so much fun. I highly recommend it. I do. Believe it's on Game Pass. Um, if you're looking for a fun open world first person shooter uh, with vehicle combat, I highly recommend Rage Two. It's really good. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So you know, I-, I got to beat that earlier this year. I'll say around September time, I got to beat that. Um, that was satisfying to play. To me, the first one. The first one really captures my heart. Uh, I would say more than part two. Not that part two was bad or anything. It was not bad. The action is very, very good. But in terms of... Uh, you know, part one, you didn't have any superpowers. You were a super soldier. So when you died, you get to, you had like a defibrillator built into your heart. Um, and, you know, it, when you die, it automatically activates. Uh, but I, I don't know. I felt like because because the powers were absent, there was more strategy involved in terms of combat. And even the way the guns felt, the AI... Um, even though the AI was great too in Rage 2, <clears throat> great too in Rage 2, oh my goodness, that's a new one, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, the, the combat felt more satisfying in the first one, uh, to me, just because it was more strategy involved, and I also loved, um, the different, like, the shotgun I, I did like better in the first one, um, especially you have, like, rocket shells, um, you know, buckshots, etc., uh, I even like the assault rifle, the way that felt. That felt so satisfying. The SMG and stuff. Um, this one did have assault rifle as well, shotgun as well. They all felt great. Uh, but I don't know. I just, something about the first one had more of a, the, you know, it was, yeah, again, strategy um, had more of a charm to me, to it. Um, I, re- I really like the first one to me better. For me, another game that I got to experience that I'm really glad this year, it was funny because um, I mentioned in a previous podcast, it's called Rico. Rico, um, I, I remember, so when I got the Switch earlier this year, 
I was like, man, I do believe it was this year. I was like, man, you know what? I want, you know, I love first person shooters. And, you know, what I love the idea about the Switch, obviously, and so many other people, I think really is the only reason why it's selling so much is because it's a hybrid. Um, but, you know, you could play it portable. So I was like, man, you know, I really want first person shooters on the Nintendo Switch. And I was looking for, okay, what first person shooters not only are on the Switch, but what first person shooters are on the Switch that have physical copies. Uh, so, for example, I know Bulletstorm is on Nintendo Switch, but unfortunately it's digital only. Which I'm like, oh man, that sucks. I, I want a physical copy. So one of the games that I looked up was Rico. And, you know, I got to play on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I got to play that. You know, it's very fun. It's cool. You know, you, the Rico unit, you know, you're trying to bust down uh, kingpins and, um, you're, you know, you're trying to bust um, drug operations and stuff. Um, you're, you're doing it aggressively. And, um, you know, it's really cool. You actually solve, like, you actually take a case on and you're literally taking down an operation, an empire. And what's really cool is that every time you kick down a door, you enter a slow motion and you have to clear out each room. So it's really cool that each level is randomly generated and you have to take down each room. And what's cool is that the game is completely cooperative. It's split screen cooperative and it's also online cooperative as well. So when I was playing the game, I was like, man, you know what? I think Tony will love this. So sure enough, I think in June, uh, fast forwarding to June, because I got the game, I think, back in February of this year, March. But fast forwarding to June, when Tony actually came over to my house, because uh, he lives in another state, uh, I, I showed him, hey, you want to play some Rico? He's like, yeah, man, let's go. You know, he fell in love with the game. He loved it. He's like, oh, man, you know. I want to know if they have this on Xbox. And sure enough, I, I forgot that they had it on Xbox. He looked it up on Xbox, like, Carl, right now it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to buy it too. Um, so we actually got the game on Xbox and literally we 100% the game. We got, I got in all the achievements. He got in all the achievements for the game. And even though we got all the achievements in the game, the game is still so much fun just to go back and play with a buddy and just, just shooting everything up and, you know, in the name of justice, <laughs> you know, and it, I, I just love that. I'm, I'm happy that I got to complete that game uh, this year. And again, it's it's uh, it was a lot of bonding moments through the game. <laughs> a lot of bonding moments. And I highly recommend it. Rico London is out. Um, unfortunately, only for the Nintendo Switch um, at this time. But they said they were going to announce the developers. Or they're going to announce uh, God Willing 2022. When they're going to release the PlayStation 4 version. And also the Xbox uh, version of the game xbox series x and xbox one it's in the plans it's in the works but they haven't give release dates to those games yet uh for 2022 though they gave a year but yeah so i'm looking forward to that i still want to get the switch version to have that portability the whole game is on the cartridge which i love um but i'm also going to pick up the xbox version because you know i gotta play with my boy again i gotta play that um so i got to play that earlier this year and then also again shout out to wall crawler tony thank you so very much he blessed me with ninja gaiden um the master collection so me i'm a big fan of ninja gaiden i love the game i loved um you know i didn't play so much the originals back on the nes um actually playing the the remake so to speak for the original xbox i remember my dad uh, bought it i i watched him play it um and then i my brother picked it up and I watched him literally beat the game, um, how difficult it was. It was awesome. I remember my brother, he did a mistake and, uh, he, he saved the game underwater, <laughs> and that sort of, uh, 
made him not able to proceed. Uh, I think he did. I think actually, I think he did. But anyway, but he did beat the game eventually, and I got to see him play that. Um, so you know, and then I picked it up. You know, I picked it up. I think when I started playing the series. Um, Ninja Gaiden Sigma, when it came out on the PS3, I played it at my buddy's house, um, uh, Renegade Warrior, that's his name, Renegade Warrior, I got to play at his house, um, and I had a blessed time with it, they did an overhaul in the graphics, it looked gorgeous on the PS3, right, it looks like a next-gen game back in that day, um, the graphics still hold up very well today, don't get me wrong, um, so I got to play that at his house, and, you know, I fell over the game, um, and yeah, I... Was it? And then Ninja Gaiden 2 was released for the 360. It was a Xbox 360 exclusive at the time. And still to this day, that's, that is the best version to play, the Xbox 360 version, because that's more enemies and it's harder than the Ninja Gaiden 2 Sigma version. And unfortunately, the uh, Ninja Gaiden um, 2 Sigma um, is also censored. So when you dismember enemies, you see a purple mist come out instead of blood. Um, which is very weird, and you sort of see like the bodies disappear and stuff. Uh, 360 version, they don't hold back. <laughs> the 360 version, man, it's it's brutal, it's bloody, it's it's crazy, you know. And uh, which which is awesome. So in other words, um, you know, I became a big fan. I played those games, um, and I also played the original NES, which was a really fun, um, version. And then, yeah, he blessed you know Wallcrawl. He blessed me with the 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 master collection on the xbox series x and i'm like oh man it's so awesome so awesome i've been really enjoying it been having a blessed time with it and uh right now playing through sigma one i want to play through you know chronological order so i want to play sigma one then two and then three and uh yeah i'm still playing through the first one but it's memories you know memories of when gaming was outstanding you know um it's good today but you know it was much a better time when that game came out so i just remember all the memories as i'm playing through this game very, very awesome to play and i'm happy i got to play it this year um 2021 um another game that i'm happy i got to experience is jump force jump force as you know and i mentioned i think in a previous episode of chewy gaming jump force in february um i forgot what date i think it's february 12th or february 21st I'm not too sure. But in other words, in February of 2022, Jump Force is going to be delisted online. So February of 2022, you would not be able to buy it on PlayStation, um, you know, the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store, and the eShop. You will not no longer be able to buy them digitally. So I already see and anticipate that the physical copies, you know, they're going to become rare. And I already foresee that the price, the prices for this game is going to skyrocket. I truly believe it's going to skyrocket in terms of uh, in the market um, because, yeah, it's literally being delisted. It's going to become rare. And plus, it's a fighting game. It's a major crossover fighting game of anime characters. So I'm pretty sure that the game, the value is going to skyrocket on this game. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking about buying it and you're able to, I highly recommend now buying the game and also buy the DLCs. Buy the Character Pass 1 and Character Pass 2 because, again, when the game delists, those DLCs are going to de be delisted with it. So I already got character pass one. All I need to get is character pass two and I got a fully loaded game. <laughs> so yeah, if you're hearing this, definitely pick it up, but I'm happy that I got to experience that too. It's a very fun game. I'm liking the story. I'm playing through the story so far. Um, I'm really liking it. And 
another game that in 2021 that I got to play, I'm still happy, or literally I'm like a couple of levels, like maybe three levels away from actually beating it, is Back for Blood. Um, it, it was really amazing that a couple of years ago it was announced that the original Left 4 Dead developers, they were developing Back for Blood. Obviously, they can't call it Left 4 Dead 3 because obviously that's, you know, Valve owns that IP. Um, and they're doing nothing with it. So it was really cool that developers, they sort of made a comeback. Um, personally, me, I feel like, you know, it's they partnered with WB to publish the game. So I understand they were looking for a studio to publish the game. You know, WB say, hey, we'll do it. You know, they partnered with them. But the thing is, with WB, what I don't like is whatever games they partner with, they like to change things. They like to have input on things. Um, so one of the things that for, I don't like about Back for Blood is, you know, it's it's an always online game. So you can never play it offline. So one day if they ever decide to shut off the servers, there you go. You have a useless copy, a physical copy of the game. You know, you can't play that offline just like you could in Left 4 Dead 2 and Left 4 Dead 1. You could play that offline. Um, you can even play a split screen, you know? So, yeah, but, but you know, obviously I'm not... You know, th that's just my negative. And again, when I get games, I like to think about it as a future investment. I like to think about, okay, like, you know, the content in this game, let's say if online, let's say it had online, if there's no support, can I still play the game? Is there still enough content in the game that I could play it in the future? You know? Um, so, you know, that that's always been my thinking. So that's what bothers me a lot. But putting that aside... I am happy that Back for Blood released. I'm happy that literally we have a, a spiritual sequel to Left 4 Dead 3. And and seeing developers, they're, they're, you know, they took the gameplay, uh, you know, their original design, their baby, and remixed it. You know, they added new stuff so where it doesn't feel like Left 4 Dead 3. It feels fairly new. It feels like I am playing Left 4 Dead, but, you know, with a whole new makeover a uh, whole new style, you know, aim now sights, uh, cool additions. You know, it, I'm glad that I got to play that this year and actually got to see it released because originally it got delayed. So I was like, oh no, you know, like I hope it didn't get delayed until 2022, but no, it released in October of 2021. So I'm really happy that I got to play that game with friends and, you know, it's out and it's amazing. And I hope Valve was like, man, we messed up, <laughs> you know, even though not too long after the game released, I remember uh, Game Rant, um, IGN, multiple places reported that um, Left 4 Dead 2, you know, that game, Back 4 Blood, it made a lot of fans go back to Left 4 Dead 2, and more players were playing Left 4 Dead 2 than Back 4 Blood. So, I don't know if there was just some serious problems that people ran into, and or they just didn't like the game, and they went back to Left 4 Dead 2, but I hope that, regardless, I hope it makes Valve go, you know what? We need to bring Left 4 Dead back. Even though the developers are not there anymore, I do believe. I'm not even sure the writer's still there. Um, but I hope... I mean, I, I doubt it. But I, I just really hope that Valve sees that they have amazing IPs. And, you know, they could... You know, it's they should bring back IPs. They should bring back beloved IPs. You know? Uh, obviously, people have been waiting for decades for Half-Life 2. And... Oh, by decades, I think it's like, well, actually, yeah, Half-Life 2 came out in 2002 or 2004. So I can't say decades. Over a decade. There you go. I'm just going to say over a decade. Yeah, because like decades, I'm like, wait, it hasn't been 20 years. <laughs> um, but anyway, 
Oh, Val sees that, and uh, One Can Dream, right? Yeah, and um, another game that I'm happy that I got to play, and this game been out for a while on PC, but I was happy that it came to console, which was Splitgate. Splitgate, basically, it's what if Halo and Portal had a child, and they named it Splitgate. You know, first name Split, last name Gate. In the middle, anonymous, you know? Like, I don't know. So I'm just happy that that game is fun. It's still very fun to play. It, yeah, it's free to play. And is to me, it's a very rewarding experience as well. I don't like the fact basically it's loot boxes, but it's a free to play game. I get it. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, it makes it so hard to get a new costume. You know, literally I had to use the, the perks for Xbox Game Pass to get a costume, you know, for my character uh, but other than that the gameplay so much fun 60 frames per second and um, I'm, I'm so happy I got to play that this year with friends we were on that for a while while we were waiting for Halo Infinite and that's another game as well that I got to see you know you've definitely felt you know a, a major story for me this year was Halo Infinite it was supposed to come out on launch for the Xbox uh, Series X obviously it got delayed they needed time to work on the game and it's crazy to see the demo that we had. And they were oh yeah, we were going to release originally in December of the launch of the Series X. And I'm delaying it the whole year to see what they had, to see what they have now. I'm like, yes, that was a very, very good call. Um, as I mentioned in previous episode, um, I still feel like you could tell that the, the, the game was like, oh, all hands on deck kind of thing. The fact that... You know, the multiplayer was released first. Um, again, co-op is completely absent. Forge is completely absent. And then even then, there is no even mission select uh, menu, which is very, very strange, especially for a Halo game because every Halo game launched with that. So I feel like there was core aspects or core features to the game that were absent. Um, so you could definitely feel the rush. But, but at the same time, it's an amazing story. I have not beaten it yet. I will. Matter of fact, I might beat it tonight. <laughs> but it's an amazing story. And you could tell playing a story, the quality of it, the like, man, it was worth the wait. You know, it was worth the wait. Um, one thing that bothers me as well that makes it feel a little incomplete, not, not a little bit, actually, this is major, is that if you buy a physical copy of the game, the whole game is not on there. Um, I do believe on the box and, and what has been reported, uh, John Uniman from Digital Foundry, if you put the disc inside the system or on the case, uh, you, you have to download the rest of the game. So to me, that bothers me because this will make the first Halo game in the series, um, or the franchise per se, where you're actually buying a physical copy and you're not getting the whole game, um, unless you download it. So, you know, 20 years later or whatever years that when the Xbox, uh, Series X and or Xbox One servers get shut down um, and you bought a physical copy of the game, you, you, you're you left with half a game, basically. And I know people are not seen as a problem now. People are like, oh, I'll probably move on by then. I'll just play it on PC, which, you know, okay, which is true. Uh, but again, it, it really, it really adds to the problem of game preservation. Game preservation is a big problem with gaming and doing that does not help with game preservation at all uh, especially a collector as me i still collect retro games I, I have my retro collection that i grew up with um and you know i have 
like I mentioned before, I'm not going to get into it because I know I, I talk about this a lot, but in my current collection or games that I grew up with, again, it's a complete game. Now it's crazy. You buy physical games that wait, there's only half a game, you know? So it, it's just really weird. It makes buying a physical copy useless. And that's why I love like limited run games and stuff. Um, another game that I got to play this year was Redeemer. Um, I've beaten that game. I had it for a while. I've beaten it. It's such a fun game. Highly recommend it. It's a good ending game. Um, hope they make a sequel because that game has really good action, brutal combat as well. Shadow Warrior 2, I got to actually beat. I played the majority of that game. And by majority, I'm talking like 95% of that game in co-op um, with my buddy, um, uh, Killer Bob. You know, if you're listening, bro, had a blessed time with you. <laughs> it's four players cooperative. It was awesome. Uh, melee combat. You know, you have guns, you have powers, and, you know, you're, you're just cutting up, you know, monsters and stuff. Um, and also, like, the gang members and stuff. It was really awesome. Amazing experience. I'm really excited for Shadow Warrior 3 to come out. That's been delayed to 2022, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Shadow Warrior 2 had a bad ending, so I'm like, man... I can't wait to warrior like Shadow Warrior Three to come out because, you know, I want to see okay, how does this pick up from where the second one you know left off pretty much. Um, but in that it was awesome. I also got to beat Mafia Two Definitive Edition. So Mafia Two, I'm a big fan of this Mafia series. Um, I remember I got Mafia Two Definitive Edition on sale. It was like ten bucks, maybe less. Um, so I got to pick up. I have it for the 360. I beat in the heck out of it, and I got the Definitive Edition on the Series um, X. And it's really awesome. It's really awesome. It sucks that it was an FPF boost and or developers didn't make a 4K 60 frames per second patch um, on the Series X. So as Xbox One X enhanced, you get to play a native 4K, but it's at 30 frames. Um, I would love to see that game in 60 frames. Uh, but other than that, I still beat the game and fell in love with it all over again. It was such a good story. Um, amazing story. Gameplay is so much fun. I love it. So I got to beat that um, this year, and I'm happy. I got to beat the DLC, um, Joel Adventures. That's what I'm up to. Uh, but other than that, it's an amazing game. And a fun fact, the only way to get that game in physical form is if you buy the Mafia Trilogy, uh, the European copy. Um, the European copy includes Mafia 1, Mafia uh, 2 Definitive Edition, and Mafia 3 Physical all the definitive editions, so all the discs have the DLC on them, uh, the European copy of it. And that's the only way to get Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, the Xbox One version, and PS4, um, is by buying the Mafia Trilogy uh, collection, which you have to import it from, you know, from Europe. Um, unfortunately, the U.S. only received the game digital. It's dumb. It sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. So, glad I got to beat that. And another game that... Um, yeah, I'm happy that it came out this year because when it was announced, I'm like, yes, I need this. Was the Crisis Remastered Trilogy. Last Christmas, um, I was blessed with Crisis Remastered, the first one on the Xbox One. It was very buggy. <laughs> it was very buggy. I still played it, still enjoyed it. Um, when I got the Series X, again, the frame rates were uh, much more stable. And then when they actually released the Series X patch for the game, um, so much better. Uh so so buttery smooth to play it was gorgeous and then when the remastered collection came out um you know i got to i literally played from getting the end uh crisis 2 and crisis 3 and seeing that those games at native 4k 60 frames per second um it had dynamic resolution so 
the the game when there's a lot of stuff going on for example like explosions um instead of the frame rate dipping the resolution would drop to maintain the frame rate target so that was really awesome um because i didn't notice like the graphics quality getting low or anything it's really a stable 4k 60 frames per second a brand new lighting system um everything um the only thing is that the the multiplayer is absent from the package a lot of people find that negative but me i really love the games for the story for the campaign so i got to beat literally crisis 2 and crisis 3 i purposely stopped playing the xbox 360 version because i wanted to beat the game and you know, in, in the remastered in 4K 60 frames in, in the remastered collection. Um, and yeah, that, that was an amazing experience. I'm happy I got to beat that collection this year. So happy. Looking forward to next year. And also this year, uh, 2021, in November, I don't, it, well, in general, not just in November, but it's been an amazing year for backwards compatibility. I love that Microsoft this year, they really made a standard um, in and was it FPS boost, um, resolution boost and stuff. And, and, and for, for the backwards compatibility games. So it was really awesome. I remember when FPS boost, uh, the first batch of games to play far cry four, um, at 60 frames, it was gorgeous. Watchdogs two. Oh my goodness. Stable 60 frames, a complete game changer. Um, and, and you know, these beloved games, and then they started adding more. I remember when, uh, EA came out and they added like, was it, was it like over 12 games? That received FPF boost. So you got Mirror's Edge FPF boost. You can play it at 60 frames per second. Um, you, you can play uh, Battlefield uh, 4, which um, up, up to 120 frames per second. Um, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, which I believe it received. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, I think Battlefield 1 received 120 frames per second as well. Battlefield 5, I'm not sure. I think it's still 60. Um, well, no, it was 120 frames as well, uh, but a, a remarkable achievement. Titanfall 2, you could play at 120 frames, but it, the game will be at 900p. Um, and it, it was just been amazing, amazing gear and backwards compatibility. And I hope, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I did, that, you know, Sony, Nintendo, you know, Microsoft sent a brand new standard. And I hope that PlayStation, I hope that, you know, Sony, I mean, and Nintendo, they look at that like, man, what can we do? And I feel like Nintendo, in, in, in a way, has been stepping up as well with with uh, their Nintendo uh, Switch Online expansion pack where you get to play Nintendo 64 games that never feature online multiplayer. You get to play it online. That's awesome because I hope Microsoft learns from that. I hope Microsoft takes that and they implement um you know that with their original xbox games again obviously their original xbox games um had online multiplayer uh you know besides you know frenzy frenzy and you know just to name one uh but you know like you know like unreal uh was it unreal tournament uh unreal championship 2 for example had online multiplayer obviously they shut that down and and, and conquer uh uh, live and reloaded that had online multiplayer they shut you know obviously the, the original xbox servers got shut down so i hope that when nintendo what they did this year what they announced i hope microsoft goes oh okay now we need to step up you know how how can we how can we implement that for this you know for the service i'm sure or you know to be honest i'm not sure but I, i'm pretty sure <laughs> i sound contradictory 
<laughs> I gotta slow down here. So what what I'm trying to say is, I'm I'm not sure if Microsoft will will. I'm pretty sure they will lose money, right? On backwards compatibility, they're doing it because you know they're passionate and they love backwards compatibility. Um, how much they've done, I'm I'm sure that they're making some kind of profit now. Uh, but I know if they do that online thing, I'm not sure if they'll make a profit immediately. You know, I'm not sure exactly how that business will work. But I know there will be a huge, they will gather, they're already having a huge audience coming to Xbox platform, especially for Game Pass. Um, a tremendous savings with, with that service. But I know if they were to add online multiplayer for original Xbox games again, um, like the way Nintendo's doing it, but better, they could do it better. I'm sure it will cause so much of a, a, a wide new audience to come over to the Xbox platform because uh, it is, it's happening already. But if they were to add that multiplayer service for original Xbox games, I know for a fact that you know, people will come in, in waves you know, to the Xbox platform. So I really hope Microsoft takes that, implements it, does it better. you know. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, looking back in this year... FPF boost, even in November, Microsoft going out with a bang, you know, I mean, they're not going out, they're still in, but like they said here, this is 79, um, the last 79 games, uh, 76 games, excuse me, for the backwards compatibility program, we reach our limit, um, and also here is 30, uh, 32 of them that are FPF boosts, so I got to play, for example, uh, the Fierce series of backwards compatible, I love the series, uh, me and so many other people, it was a highly requested backwards compatibility title so it was awesome to actually not only we just got that backwards compatibility but we also get to experience fear one and fear three in fpf boost which is awesome um because fear two fear files unfortunately did not but still for whatever reason i don't know what the reason was um but you know we got fear one and uh you know fear three so the only way to play those games at a higher frame rate would get the pc versions on steam um which you know because i do have them on steam because i'm a big fan of the series but the thing is on steam it was a little complicated you have to use the steam uh controller layout to pretty much convert the pc controls into a controller layout and um i, I think it worked well with fear one the only thing is you know, there was no aim assistance per se, because again, the, the, the steam software is sort of, um, just taking how you implement the PC controls into a controller form. It's a little weird to explain it, or rather, I don't know how well to explain it, but it, it's, it's, it, you know, it was, it was, it was okay. In other words, it was okay. And in fear three that supported native, you know, uh, controller support and you get, to, you know, I play that 60 frames or higher on the PC. That was good. But to actually play it on my series X and, to play at a high frame rate and actually earn achievements while I'm doing it. And again, it's natively supports the controller. Ah, oh, amazing experience, amazing experience. Um, to actually finally see Max Payne one and Max Payne two and Max Payne three backwards compatible, because I was saying, I think all year I was really, it was really weird that Sony had Max Payne one on the PlayStation store, not part two for whatever reason, but part one, they added trophy support and everything. But I'm like, man, how come it didn't appear on the Xbox platform, you know, because that shows me that there's not a licensing issue, you know, like they could do it. 
Um, especially with Red Dead Revolver as well, that you could get that on the PlayStation Store. Uh, but they also made that backwards compatible on the Xbox now. So I'm like, oh, there you go. The only thing that's a head-scratcher for me, and I mentioned this previous episode, was the Warriors is on the PlayStation Store. I bought it. 15 bucks, I believe. But it's not backwards compatible on the Xbox. So that's a little strange for me. It was really a head-scratcher, like, huh? Why not? Kind of thing. Um, but anyway... And also, what's cool, uh, Gun Valkyrie, um, that's a game I never got to try before, but, um, you know, I got an original Xbox copy of it and got to play it. You got auto HDR, the game was gorgeous, and again, playing out of 4K, oh, looks like a, a brand new game, sort of. They, I, I love it. I love the visuals. Um, also, Time Splitters. Time Splitters, that was a big, big surprise as well uh, to me, because it was announced, I forgot what studio, um... Not THQ Nordic. Uh, there's, there's another studio. I forgot the name of it. Um, but they are making uh, Time Splitters Remaster uh, Trilogy, so to speak. Um, but they did not give a date on when that would happen. So it's really awesome. Again, they've been pretty much silent for a long time now, for for months. But it's really cool that Microsoft, praise God, they came in, boom. And they made Time, uh, time Splitters 2 and Time Splitters 3 Future Perfect. Um, backwards compatible and you get to play in auto HDR you can play it in 4k and at its running at its peak performance amazing titles I'm having so much fun with those games it, it was awesome I, I'm beating part two actually because I never beat part two so I'm beating part two first and then I'm playing part three um and it, it's just it's so amazing to, again to download these games and play them so Dead or Alive ultimate I actually never got to play um the full game versions on the original Xbox I got to play the demo versions of the game, so that became backwards compatible. Uh, com- compatible, excuse me. I got to enjoy those games again. It's it's amazing, you know. So it's it, it was amazing for me personally. It was an amazing year for gaming. Um, obviously, we had a few good. Like we had titles, um, good titles come out this year. A lot of delays, a lot a lot of delays, uh, which was sad. But we, you know, it wasn't an empty year. It didn't feel empty, in my opinion, like twenty twenty. You know. Um, which is awesome. You know, at Psychonauts 2, you had, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. You had, um, again, like I said, Crisis Trilogy. There was a lot of remasters that came out as well, which I love remasters. I love it. It gives you, you know, to play it at a higher frame rate and resolution and, you know, sort of preserves the life of the game and also to play it with achievements uh, or trophies if you're playing it on a PlayStation platform. Um, it, it just felt exciting. It felt awesome this year. It felt really awesome for gaming on the Xbox and on PlayStation. I mean, to me, unfortunately, I still have yet to attain a PlayStation 5. But I pray, you know, the Creator Declare in 2022 is the year for me to get a PS5. Um, and I, I want to play Ratchet & Clank. I want to play the Neo Collection. Um, you know, all the good stuff. You know, even God of War in 4K because I have a physical copy of that. I stopped playing because I want to complete that game on the, the PS5. So, yeah. So, in other words, I'm, I'm just... Oh, and another game I got to play, 60 Frames, also Fallout 3, uh, Fallout New Vegas, and Death Space 2, oh my goodness, which is a whole new, feels like a whole new experience, um, playing that of FPF Boost, and then, last but not least, also the Gear series, especially Gears of War 3, oh my goodness, Gears of War 3, because it runs at 4K 60 frames, or I think 40p 60 frames, and playing that, oh my goodness, with auto HDR, literally, it, it, it looks like they remade the game 
for the Xbox Series X, you know? But it's just literally running a back and pat mode. It's running the original code, but with auto HDR, 4K, uh, so it's it's Xbox One X enhanced, and again, um, FPF boost. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I already beat the whole series. Um, I, was, I just beat it recently again with Tony. We were playing through the whole series, but we beat it before the FPF boost came out. So we're like, oh man, we should have waited, you know? Um, but there was no way of telling they were going to do this either. Um, and we still had a blessed time going through the whole series. Um, but yeah, but again, 2021 was an amazing year for me at gaming, um, especially for Nintendo Switch as well. Um, and I, I can't wait to look forward in 2022 where we get, you know, uh, Ian Ring, um, Sifu, um, crazy. I was, I was thinking about, I don't think Fable will come out next year, but you know, there's rumors of, uh, Wolfenstein three being announced next year. You know, I'm excited for next year, what it holds. And I even hope, I'm really am praying too, that Microsoft figures out a way to continue doing fpf boost they have to stop that because uh, they try their best a lot of you know that tech the current technique that they were using um they couldn't no longer use it for um the backup pack games because you know it'll break a lot of games and it just didn't work so i really hope that next year my hope is that microsoft finds out the new technique quickly as i explained in a previous episode um because i would love to continue to see backup pack games or eventually one day all the games or majority of the games support fpf boost i think that would be an amazing thing and i would love to see that um a new technique being implemented where boom they continue the fpf boost and also resolution boost i would love that and and super excited to see what the future holds in that you know and god willing i really hope that this just chip shortage the demands will be met i really hope that next year as well um, that, you know, we could walk into a Target, we could walk into a Best Buy or pretty much any retail store, Walmart, and we could just go and pick up the PS5. We didn't have to um, put all oh, pick up at store online. You know, we, we don't have to go online for it at all. We could just walk into the store. Hey, it's a PS5 on the shelf. I'm grabbing one. I'm gonna take this home. You know, I really hope that that's my hope for 2022 or rather my prayer. Um, and, you know, by the end, you know, even if it's halfway, you know, throughout the year, in the summertime, I'll be happy to see, you know, that lighting up and demands being met. Uh, that's, that's my prayer. And yeah, and also going to 2022, you know, not just, you know, gaming wise, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't do New Year resolutions. I don't go, oh yeah, my New Year resolution is, you know, I, how I like to think about it is I want to how should I say, because it's not just for the new year that I'm doing this. It's rather I'm changing my lifestyle. You know, I want to change my lifestyle. And what I mean by that is, for example, like next year or or rather starting now going into the new year, I want to read more books. You know, I want to read more books. Um, You know, I, I want to, I need to do more exercises to be honest. Um, Also, I want to, study different things. I want to expand, uh, you know, true way gaming. I want to like, I want to make an Instagram account for it. I want to, um, expand, do more things on YouTube with true way gaming as well. Like I, there's more things that I want to do, uh, more things I want to study. And just also, I want to do more self-improvement things. You know, you can always improve. And 
you know, going to 2022, there's, there's a few things that I want to fix, you know, or I want to improve upon myself and definitely studying and reading more books, you know, I need to do. And yeah, I'll even love to hear yours. You know, what, what is one thing or a couple of things that you guys are looking forward to implementing, you know, or, or uh, lifestyle changes, you know, I'm um, going to 2022. I would love to hear yours. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, definitely put it in the comments or, you know, say it on Twitter, you know, <laughs> or tweet at me. And that's where I'm going to leave this episode. So I, I want to thank you guys so very much for supporting me and blessing me with your time. Thank you so very much for tuning in to True Way Gaming. Um, this is going to be the last episode of 2021, which, oh man, makes me want to cry saying that, <laughs> you know, um, again, if you have any, you know, the show is going to continue in 2022, uh, but this is going to be the last episode of 2021. So, um, if you have any questions and or topic you want me to address here on the show for 2022, you could send an email at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Make sure you leave your name so I can properly address you here on the show and, um, you know, leave me a, a, to- a gaming related topic and or question that you have and, uh, make sure you write question on the subject bar and hopefully your question or topic will be featured on the show. Also, you could tweet at me, um, at true gaming. And, you know, there you can stay tuned to that for any updates or uh, any announcements. And or you could also leave me questions and our topics you want me to talk about on Twitter as well. If you don't want to send an email, um, that's perfectly fine. You can also follow my YouTube channel at True Way Gaming Podcast. Uh, not at, did I say at? <laughs> my bad. I meant, yeah, YouTube channel is True Way Gaming Podcast. Um, you can look me up on YouTube. Um, again, there was a little issue with me implementing episodes. I'm going to get that fixed. But... Again, you could subscribe um, and wherever you're listening to, whether you're listening to me on, on your favorite uh, podcast site, whether it's Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, um, Amazon Music, um, yeah, Apple, etc. Wherever you're, you're following, please, uh, I really appreciate it. You know, if you subscribe or tell your friends and family about True Way Gaming, um, you know, if they, if they have any questions and our topics they want me to talk about, they, you know, mention to them that they could uh, send a tweet and, or email me and, you know, they could partake in the show and, um, yeah, just leave a like, follow whatever platform you're on. And I really appreciate it. And again, thank you so very much for your support. All right. So, and, uh, am I forgetting anything else? Well, guys, I pray that you have a blessed new year and I pray you have a blessed time with your families. Um, God bless you all. May the Lord bless you. Keep you guys. And uh, may his face shine upon you. And yeah, I love you guys. Jesus loves you. My name is One Way Soldier. And this is the end of my transmission for 2021. And I'll see you guys in 2022. Love you. God bless. You.